Let's make today the day you get one step closer to becoming the parent you've always wanted to be and the parent your children deserve. Welcome to Powerful Parenting for Today's Kids. I am your host, Erin Taylor, and I have wanted to help parents and children literally since I was 11 years old. I created this podcast to help you make a stronger, healthier, deeper connection to your child, to understand the inevitable challenges a little better, and learn some new ways to navigate them when they occur. Thank you for spending some time with me. Now let's get this show started. Hello, and welcome to episode 557. Today, I wanted to talk about getting your kids to do their chores without nagging them. A listener recently wrote in asking me if I would cover this topic. And so today, I'm going to dive in. There are a couple of different elements of this challenge that I want to cover as we talk about it. And the first thing I would say is about the word chores. I've read articles talking about that word and what we should call the things we would like our kids to do around the house. When we call them chores or jobs or tasks or whatever, Well, I think particularly chores. The other meaning of the word chore, it's not not just a task that needs to be completed, but when you say something, oh, that's such a chore, it has a connotation like, oh, that's so annoying, it's so much effort, I don't want to do it. So that word chore, to me, has, is charged with a negative energy in many cases. And so perhaps you want to consider if you would call these things that you that they your kids need to do by a different name. And maybe it doesn't need a name at all, just something like uh the concept that there are things that need to be done around the house and we all need to contribute what we can. Now, the things that a young child, three, four, five, can do to contribute around the house are going to be vastly different from a 12-year-old, a 15-year-old, a 17-year-old. And the things that they, the ways that they will contribute to the house will evolve and change over time as they become older and more capable. Also, it was my experience with my kids, and I've heard it from other parents too, When your kids are young and they're just learning to master a skill or a task, they're very, very naturally, intrinsically motivated to do it, to be proud of themselves, to show you what a big kid they are. Let's take folding laundry, for example. A child might be very, very motivated and excited to fold the laundry, and they might not do a good job, but they're very motivated to help you when they're very little because they're excited to feel like a big kid. Somewhere along the line, they realize that the things that they've been doing, like folding laundry or sweeping or something like that, 
unloading the dishwasher. These are not exciting things to do and more like work tasks that are not that exciting or fun. So at some point along the way, for most kids, the the task of the thing that they're doing becomes actually a quote-unquote chore. So that's just a natural evolution that kids go through. And when parents tell me their kid is very excited to help fold the laundry or help put the silverware on the table or whatever, I just say, enjoy it and embrace it for as long as they want to do it and uh, cheer them on because eventually they'll start to realize that that is a chore and not an exciting thing to do, but we want to enjoy it while we can and while they're motivated to do it. So that's the first thought I have about the word chore and maybe using a different word or not using a label at all on these things that need to be done. But I have heard from many, many parents who feel like they just nag their kids endlessly about their chores, their jobs around the house, and their kids don't listen, or they say they'll do it, and then they don't, or they forget, or they put it off. And the parents are so frustrated. They just want their kids to do what they need to do, And they don't want to nag them either. So it's kind of like a a challenge. They don't want to have to keep reminding them. They just want the kids to do it, but yet the kids aren't doing it. So one of the things that I encourage parents to do is to sit down and have a family meeting. And I encourage family meetings for all kinds of challenges that come up. And even you can have weekly family meetings where you're not just discussing issues and challenges and problems. You're talking about exciting things that are coming up, accomplishments that a child or the parent made, acts of kindness that someone witnessed. You can put all kinds of bonding, feel-good things in those weekly meetings. But I do encourage family meetings for when there's an issue that needs to be addressed. And maybe the issue is with one child. So the meeting needs to be with the one child, not the whole family. Of course, you have to use your discretion about whether a challenge is a private matter for one of the children or if it affects all the people in the family. But in terms of doing chores or household responsibilities, I would say that's a family issue that needs to be discussed among everyone. And so... Oftentimes what will happen is that a parent will have an idea of what they want their kids to do. And more than likely, they've told the kid, the child, what they want their child or children to do. Maybe there's a a chore list hanging somewhere in the house. It's been discussed. Maybe there's allowance involved, maybe not. But the kids are not as bought in as the parents are, and then the parents find themselves nagging and complaining or not saying anything, and then it gets to a boiling point where the parent erupts, and they either nag their child or they yell and complain and rant and rave. And then they feel bad about it, and the kids are upset, and everybody's mad at each other, and some version of this cycle continues. So what I encourage parents to do instead is... If they have an idea of how they would like the household responsibilities to go, 
and reality is not matching what they have in their mind. I hesitate to call it expectations because I discourage parents from having expectations as much as possible, which I guess that is another discussion for a different episode. <clears throat> but anyway, if the household task list is not matching what a parent has in their mind about how it should go, before they get to a boiling point where they are frustrated and they can't take it anymore, and then they yell or threaten or punish or one combination of a combination of those things, I encourage the parents to have a family meeting where everyone sits down and talk about the things around the house that need to be done. But I encourage the the invitation to the family meeting to be something uh, invitational, but also realistic. So there's an issue that I have noticed coming up recently that I think we all need to sit down and talk about and work out a solution together. Maybe something like that. I think that's a good generic way of saying something, of inviting a child to sort out, come to a solution about a, a challenge that you're facing. And you can be more specific, of course, based on what the issue is. But in this case, let's talk about chores or household tasks. And perhaps in that meeting, you would sit down and say, <clears throat> in order, there are certain things that need to be done in order to keep our household running smoothly. And I wonder if any of you can, can think of what those things might be. Now, this would obviously be in the spirit of talking with younger kids, right? Maybe, ooh, 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 cooking dinner, loading the dishwasher, getting the mail, vacuuming the floors, feeding the dog, uh, cleaning up our rooms, washing the windows, whatever. And maybe you make a list at the kitchen table or at the tape. Maybe you make a list on a piece of paper and you think of all the things that need to be done and then eventually you have to get to who's doing what. And maybe each person is assigned or agrees to do a certain task, or maybe there's a rotational aspect to it. You have to factor in the kid's age and their ability. Also, their developmental ability to do certain things. You obviously wouldn't want a young child handling chemicals or something like that. So... There are a couple of options in how to navigate that, but the spirit of the conversation is to kind of help the kids to understand in order to have our household and our family running smoothly, certain things have to be done. Here's some examples. Let's make a list of all the things we can think of. Now, who typically does these things? And maybe you list out who typically does each task and then the list might show that it's very skewed in one direction. Maybe mom does the majority of the tasks. Maybe dad does the majority. Maybe mom and dad together. Maybe the parents are doing the work and the kids are doing less. Maybe one child does more than other kids. Of course, age appropriately, you would think that the older kids would naturally do more than the younger kids. So you have to factor that in as well. But 
basically talking about the the fact that it's not fair to have one person or two people or just the parents have all the responsibility for helping the household to run when the kids also live in the household. We all have to contribute to our community. And in this case, our community is our household and our family. And so how can each person contribute to the family? And when you have a meeting like this, the spirit of it should be to try to come up with a solution to the issue and try to come up with something that everyone agrees to try and then it's important to agree to revisit it in a week or a month or what have you and see how it's going. Because even if everybody agrees to the situa- to the solution, maybe let's say after the family meeting it's agreed that this child will have these tasks, this child will have these tasks, mom has these, dad has these, what have you. And everybody's in agreement. But maybe a couple of weeks goes by and the one child is starting to feel a little bit of resentment that they always have to take the trash out, for example. And maybe so, and maybe having each person do assigned jobs is not ultimately the best setup, which is why it's good to revisit it. Maybe the second uh, reevaluation, the second family meeting, the follow-up meeting. Maybe the one child expresses that. I don't really want to have to take the trash out every time. I'd rather share the responsibility. So then you talk through, okay, well, why don't we rotate who's doing what and see how that works. And then we'll give that a month and we'll come back and see. And then you, you know, legitimately listen to each child and each parent's perspective on how it is, how it's going, how they feel, if they want to tweak or change anything if they're happy with the way things are, and then just see if you can collaboratively work towards something that everyone can live with. When you involve kids in the, in the formulating of the plan and the collaboration on the solution, they will have a lot more buy-in because they had a voice in creating it. When we come from on high and we lord over them and say, I'm sick of it. This is how things are going to go from here on out. They've had no voice in the matter. That's going to create resentment, uh, unhappiness. They're going to be annoyed with you and they may or may not do it. But if they felt like they had a hand and a part in creating the new reality, they're going to be much more invested and bought in to the plan because they helped to create it. So that's ultimately what I would say is the the way to get your kids to do quote unquote chores without nagging them. It's really about having a collaborative effort to help each person in the family to see and really understand that each person in the family has to contribute something to the functioning of the community, which is the household. It cannot fall, it should not fall to one person all the time. And so each person should contribute what they're able to contribute. Not only that, but your kids, our goal as parents should always be, we, we should always keep one eye on the future, knowing that 
our goal as parents is to kind of sort of work ourselves out of a job. So we want to raise independent functioning adults who contribute to the world. They're going to need to know how to sweep the floor, mop the floor, do the dishes, load and unload the dishwasher, do their laundry, vacuum, change a tire, change a light bulb, get the mail, write a check, all these different things. So in the process of helping our family and our household run smoothly, we can be teaching them all of these important life skills that they will need as they grow into and approach and move through adulthood. So this will help them. It will not only help your family and your household to run smooth, more smoothly now, it's giving them priceless skills that they need to function as independent adults once they get to that point in life. So that is my long-winded answer to how to get your kids to do chores without nagging them. I hope you found some really good ideas in this episode, and I hope it inspires you to have a family meeting with your family if you're feeling like all the work falls on you. So that wraps up today's episode. Wherever you are in this world, I hope you make it a clear communicating day. That wraps up this episode of Powerful Parenting for Today's Kids. If you know anyone who could benefit from this episode or this podcast in general, please share it with them. Also, I always love hearing feedback from my listeners. I welcome you to send me an email to Aaron at Aaron-Taylor.com if you have any comments or questions that come up for you in an episode. Our children are our future. Parenting them is the most sacred task we will ever be asked to do. It truly does take a village to raise a child. Let's help each other to raise our children to be who it is they are meant to be. If at any point you feel like you need a little extra help and support, reach out to me. I am here to help you.